I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and, and that's, that's Grayson. Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Today we're going to be interviewing two parents with children on the spectrum. Uh, one is Crystal and the other is Brittany, and they're actually sisters. So we're going to get mm-hmm. some really unique perspectives from them, um, you know, and different angles on how they've uh, managed their children, what they've gone through, what type of therapies they've done, um, and just what their overall experience is. Yes, I'm really excited to hear about this interview and hear their journey. Yeah, it was a really exciting interview. So. Uh, here we go. Crystal, we'll start with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. When did you first realize something was different in your child's development or that your child might have autism? At first, I actually didn't. Um, my sister had brought it up to me. Uh, Adriana, she was hitting like all of her milestones. She was doing everything on time. So mm-hmm. I really never questioned it. Um, she was saying mom and dad, and please and thank you. And then I had my son, she was 14 months and we brought him home and she wanted nothing to do with him. Nothing. And then, um, she stopped talking, like just stopped speaking altogether. And then we could be sitting on the couch and she would sit right next to me and I I could call her name for 20 minutes straight and she would not even look at me. So then it was kind of like, okay, you know, she's really regressing now. She's not talking. We're kind of going backwards. She's not speaking to me. And my sister had brought it up to me and my mom, she spun. Mm -hmm. She used to spin all the time. And at first I was, I was really upset. Like I was extremely offended, but then on my own time, I started to see it myself. So then I brought up to her pediatrician. And then that's when we, um, they were telling me too, like, no, nothing's wrong. She's okay. And I was like, no, I have this gut feeling something's not right. And then they gave me the information for um, early intervention, which was, I didn't know that was going to end up being the biggest blessing in our life. Yeah, I know. That's kind of our similar story. Um, The pediatrician still does not agree that he's autistic. And I'm like, how how don't you see? Like, it's so obvious. Um, So it was definitely a struggle um, with with getting them on board and they still aren't. So they haven't really been, been the biggest help for us. Yeah, um, my pediatrician was never helpful either. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that they really are to this mm-hmm. day. No. When we go to their pediatrician, I still have to tell them that she has autism. Yeah. Like a cons- every, which I think is ridiculous, but like every single time I have to tell them. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot the of these doctors are just they don't get educated on autism. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, exactly. You know. it is. It's not the same. Not enough people do, honestly. No. I mean, from no. schools to doctors, there's just not a lot of training that goes into it. You can tell. <laughs> Absolutely. And they don't learn about it in school. You know, yeah. they're only there for like the basic. And it's okay. the same right. with like when you get your child vaccinated, you know, they only know how to treat it. They have no idea anything else about it. Just right. to get a final law and do the basic. So yeah. it's kind of scary. They're like textbook. Well, that <laughs> was exactly Exactly. Is your son in school yet? No. um, Is your son in school yet? He was originally going to go last year. 
And I said, oh, you know, I want to keep him home for another year just because he was starting to do well. And for the longest time, he didn't want to work with therapy. So he was finally turning a corner. And I thought, we need to keep him home right now. We're finally getting the behavior and the headbanging under control. I'm yeah. just going to increase therapy here and do that. And they were completely for that. And now where we're at is we're probably 100% going to homeschool at this point. He's probably mm-hmm. not going to go. I mean, I think yeah. one of the things we realized is yeah, I think that there's not enough training support. for the teachers, yeah. particularly the aides. Mm. Yeah, the school system. So I definitely agree with that. No. Yeah. So I think yeah, my sister has a lot more better at home. So. That's my biggest issue. Is I feel as though these the aides listen some of them are good that have a lot of experience it depends but a lot of them are just coming out of school they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of experience and i just feel as though if he's my son and i can't calm him down at times what are they going to do that? nothing right. works and i know him and i'm not being negative towards what they would you know how they would intervene in that but right. i just don't feel confident at all i don't trust it so i just if I can't trust the pediatrician, I can't trust an aid then. So that's yeah. how I feel. I think sure. that no, I learned my son struggled in yeah. public school. Like when he was in public school, he was definitely struggling a lot then. Um, I did have an outside TSS that worked really close with us at home that was with him at school, which right. um, was the only comforting thing that I had. Yeah. Um, and then he got accepted into masks. And that's been just huge for him. I mean, great school. Yeah, they work so great with him. Um, he's with the same group and the same teachers for three right. years now. So that really helps him. He's been thriving since he's gone there. So that's, that's been awesome. a huge relief there. But Thank I understand God. your your reasoning for not wanting them to throw him right in the school because I mean it's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I want him to go, you know. I we all want our kids to go to school. Yes, it would be hard not seeing him do those certain milestones in school and things like that. If he came to me one day and said, mom, I, I want to try it. If he spoke or wrote it down. Um, yeah. yeah, I would absolutely let him go and try, you know, but I just feel as though right now I don't want to do it. Yeah. So maybe See, with Adriana, when she had started school, she started at three. Okay. And she was in a special needs program. Okay. With a special needs school. And I was terrified. You know, she was completely nonverbal. We went in there. She took this teacher's hand and she did not even turn back and look at me and just walked away. Here I am, bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sat in the car the whole time. She only started for like, what, three hours a day or something. Mm-hmm. And it, that changed our life. She exploded. Best thing we ever did. And last year, she started public school, kindergarten, in a, just a, neurotypical classroom nice. as they like to call it that is when my eyes were open to the fact these teachers don't know shit. no they have not a clue about autism me and her teacher really would bump heads and i was constantly going to these meetings and fighting for her like you're not she, her teacher last year didn't give her a chance she really didn't but she did have a special needs class where she goes she still does 45 minutes a day okay um but that was like, I, I had it out with the teacher, the principals, and it was like, they actually started asking me to come to the classroom to read books to the kids about autism to educate them. But like, no, you need to educate yourself. And I said to her, she is not, <laughs> she's not going to be the first kid, or she might be the first kid in your class that has autism, 
She certainly will not be the last and she is not going to be the worst. Right. So you need to educate yourself. They should have three classes on this. I agree. 100%. So, I don't even think, sorry, sis, I got like real deep. I don't think you got to explain when with Bobby, when you figured out in his diagnosis. Yeah. Oh, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. So my experience was a little bit different because I was only 17 when I had him and he's almost 14 now. So when I had him, I had never even heard of autism. I didn't know anything about it. Um, so I think with the right tools, I think with, with the position that I'm in now, if I had known the things I do now about autism, I probably would have been able to identify it a lot sooner. Um, yeah. You know, there's times, especially now I have a one and a half year old daughter and there's times where I see her and I know that I didn't have those same experiences with him and I just wasn't knowing it then. Uh, so with me, he wasn't diagnosed socially after he turned three. Um, I think, you know, once he hit the two-year mark, when you start to really see those declines and the speech and things in those categories that really starts to stand out some more, it's easier to point out than it is for the red flags that you see in the earlier infant stages. So around then is when I really start to know we were living in Florida at the time. And I'm like, I have to go home. Like something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as we came home, we did start the process of getting them diagnosed. It, back then just was such a long process. Yes. So it took almost eight, nine months of oh, him going before he got diagnosed. Um, so he was diagnosed just after his third birthday, a month after. Um and I think, again, it was the more obvious signs then to me because I didn't know the smaller signs. It was the not talking, the starting to walk on his toes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We and noticed even with ourselves, it was the same major regression behaviorally. We had a few words, well, two words, um, mom and baba, and then we never heard them again. It's definitely more subtle in the beginning. Yeah. And it gets more apparent as time goes on. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so important, though, to like really pay attention mm-hmm. to your child's development, especially once they hit like one, you know? Um, yeah. Not, don't be afraid to go talk to the doctor about stuff so, because, you know, the, obviously, I think one thing we can all agree on is the earlier you recognize it, the better. The Absolutely. better. Because the more, more things you can do to help. And to be honest, in, in our situation, it was kind of like your guys. I mean, we, I was going to the pediatrician with him every couple months and everything's great. He looks wonderful. So I would have that gut feeling and then leave and be like, okay, well, they're the professional. They must know what they're talking about. Maybe I'm wrong. And I would just keep questioning that. And Me same too. thing with you, Brittany. Like, I didn't know anything about autism at all. I didn't know anybody who was autistic, knew nothing about him. And I was angry when it first came about. Like I didn't, I was kind of ignorant to it. And I said, this is not going to happen in my house. We're going to get rid of this. This is not going to be us. Not thinking that, no, that's not how it's going to go, you know? And we just started working since then. But I mean, it's really hard when you have a professional that doesn't know and you just keep getting reassured. Uh, Absolutely. Like our pediatrician did that. Like that's exactly what she did. She would tell me that he was fine and everything like that. And like you said, it, it feels reassuring to you to hear this professional yeah. say that. But then you're home again and you start, you know, going on the internet and hitting Google. Yeah. And I can remember myself looking up like red flags for autism. Like once you start Googling a little bit about the speech delay, autism pops up and you look more into that and you read the red flags. And I can like remember sitting there and be like, oh, well, he does some of these, but he doesn't do this, that, or this. So it, yeah. that can't yeah. be him. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even look it up. I had literally no idea. I had no clue. He honestly, he seemed very neurotypical to me. The only thing that was a red flag because he was babbling six, seven months. We thought he was going to talk early. The only thing that was probably a, a obvious sign was he loved spinning wheels and he loved rocking. I mean, we could put him in the front of the living room and within three minutes, he would be all the way back like 10 feet to the couch, just yeah. rocking in a strapped down like chair. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that should have been a sign, but he was excited and he always just was excited. So I thought, and okay, he's happy, allowing his body, you know? I didn't, yeah. I just did not know. And when he was born, it was the same thing. It was that sign of relief looking at him and thinking, he is Perfect. a healthy, neurotypical child. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, like I really didn't know. I was completely great. blindsided. I so. think that it's also really hard that when you're a first time parent, you have nothing to compare your, your child's behavior. No. So you have no idea. So having my son yes. at 14 months and you know thinking my daughter she's perfect she's for everything's great and then seeing things that he was doing kind of be like mm, she didn't she didn't do that or yeah. well he's really he's doing this like she never did that I think that even parents should be educated even you know while you're pregnant that these things are possibilities yeah because you have no idea what to look for and right, when you get invisible diseases, yes, yeah. When you get that diagnosis, whether you're prepared for it, whether it's you hard. already have some kind of gut feeling that something's wrong, <laughs> and I felt like I felt like the whole entire world fell on top of yeah. affirmation. Is like I knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me Literally. too. I, I like to hear somebody has a diagnosis. Like I can like remember just crying that whole morning. Like just because I knew what they were going to tell me that day. You know, like I yeah. I already knew it was coming. And you still fall apart afterwards. Um, it's like almost, yeah. it, it's hard to say, but it's almost like mourning. You're grieving. You, I was just going to, yes, that's exactly like, what You have all these dreams and um, expectations for what motherhood should be and what your child should be. You know, you dream about taking them to soccer practice and their first day of school. Yeah. And, and know, even and the simple things it. like, let me take your picture and have you Saying look at I me. I love you. I mean, yes. you, just, you like, know, it's, yeah, I mean, you're taking care of a child who may never say, I love you. And right. that's okay. But that's a hard pill to swallow, you know? Oh, and, absolutely. Like, I mean, like I said, it's like mourning a loss of the child that you dreamed of for all that time. And it's not to say that you love your child any less, but it is a devastating moment for you as a parent, um, especially with autism being so unknown. You don't know the outcome of any given situation. Every day is different. Yeah. Like you master one obstacle and then you're faced with another. Yeah, you take 10 steps forward and five back constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how it has always been with Grayson. And I remember it started with the speech delay intervention came out that day. And before they left, I heard them say possible autism. And I was just like, it can make me cry right now. Like, I was was like, oh my God, he's autistic. Like I knew, and my husband was working from home that day and they left and not one of them, there was two of them here and not one of them came over and said, calm down. Don't cry. You don't know yet. And nobody said anything. And I thought he is autistic. No one, right. since they didn't say that, I knew right then hundred percent. I came into my right. house and I said, he has autism. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he, he's a hundred percent autistic. I, I know it. They just said it. This is what's happening. And then it was the hardest week of my life. I was angry. I was upset. Um, I was just like, this is not happening. And then after that week, I thought I can sit here and cry and do this and it's not going to change anything. 
So oh, I that was my same start thought. researching and then that it just took off and one thing just led to another. And I was yeah. just nonstop from that point on. So, um, I yeah. think that mine was like a little, mine was like a little different, like, because she was in therapy, you know, we had so much therapy and she was learning. And then when she was about to age out in order to continue the therapy, we had to get her tested. So we got her official diagnosis a month before her second birthday. Okay. So yeah. Grayson was kind diagnosed. Of like, yeah. yeah. You still kind of like, well, she's, she's a baby. She's still a baby, but I felt like, I felt like the world fell on me and like, it wasn't even really that she had autism that killed me. It was the unknown. It's yeah. the unknown of, is she going to talk? Is she going to, you know, is she going to be able to be a successful member of society when everybody thinks that should look like, yeah. and how can she come to me? Like, how is she going to express herself when she's in pain? You know, she would have a lot of meltdowns, but I, I really struggled with, um, I didn't know who I was anymore. I was just a mom who now I have two kids. I have two kids, but yeah. I'm an all, uh, I'm an autism mom. And my life revolved around joining tons of groups on Facebook, looking up every possible thing imaginable. But I think it killed me as like, I, I made her yeah. and as a mom, you're supposed to be able to fix everything. And I couldn't just, it wasn't a boo-boo that I could kiss better. I know. I couldn't slap a bandaid on it. So I, I struggled with not being able to take her struggles away from her. Yeah. And that like really killed me. And like, it really, I, I was very depressed. Yeah. And I went to this deep dark hole of like, I didn't know who I was. And that's, I thought about the second I woke up, it was all day till I went to sleep. I was constantly researching and I'm thankful. You get it. So thankful for my sister because she obviously had so much more experience than me. And, and you both could lean on each other right through that. The, and, and at I that point, my son had been diagnosed for like almost five, six, seven years. So yeah. I had already come to terms with it and I was okay with it. You know, I went through my phase of, you know, question it and question life and, you know, and question what to do and what's next. Um, I think I didn't really start to truly accept it until... I mean, once I did truly start to accept it, I think that's when things started to really improve on my end. Um, I wasn't like giving myself these huge expectations for him to rate goals for him to reach because I would just get let down, you know? Um, yeah. So when I accepted what it was, I started to make smaller goals for him and we got to celebrate so much more. So to me, it didn't like, I didn't feel like he was missing out on life. I felt like this is the only life that he knows. So right. he doesn't feel like he's missing out on anything. And he was like terribly happy all the time. Like my <laughs> son is like very happy. He's like, <laughs> That's not such a horrible like, thing now, is it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's like totally happy. He's totally innocent. You know, I started to just see all the positives that were in it. And he's really actually pretty social outgoing to people that he sees. He's, you know, right. hi and yeah. You know, he's just generally happy. So again, when I was able to just set, it was me, you know, I was the one yeah. struggling. Um, yeah. I was the one mad that he wasn't doing this, that, or this, you know? Right. Um, so when I just like took a breath and just calmed down a little bit and I'm like, you know what, let's just make these small goals for him. You know, instead of trying to le learn how to talk, let's learn how to make that. letter sounds, you know, like let's just yeah. learn a letter this week. Yeah. So, this and that's all is yeah. like, he didn't talk until he was eight years old. And I mean, 
we, every day, we, every week, we would practice a new letter and the sound of that letter. And he also has speech apraxia. So um, a big thing for him is that his brain doesn't send hit, like doesn't wire him to how to move his mouth, his lips. And that's and what Grayson's going yeah. through. He, they don't, he doesn't have the motor planning. They don't think yet. Like he's trying so hard and that's very reassuring to us to know that he just started talking at eight, you know, yeah. we're almost hitting five in September. Um, but he's really, he wants to talk. He's trying yeah. he's watching videos now with a woman's lips in the corner. Like, so he, yeah. like, he's really trying. We're doing a lot of like prompt training, moving his jaw. And that yeah. helps with a lot of babbling. Yeah. Having him We're do hearing. it is really good. Um, I tried to do the microphone. So it's, you know, we're hoping, I mean, it is a slow process. Trust me. I think that is actually when around the time that I did really start to accept things is when he turned five, because, you know, the internet would tell me if they're not talking by the age five, they're probably they're probably not, not going to talk. Yeah. So when I got to the age five, I was like, you know what, this is just what it is. We're going to just take it as it is. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, you know, we started practicing with letter sounds, how to move your lips and your tongue and things like that. Um, and it took a long time. And then he turned you know, when he was eight, we started to get colors out. He would say, yeah, yo, and blue. Yeah, and, so cute. Um, and just as like from there, again, even say he could be like a little bit hard to understand for some people, but I totally understand him. The people in his life totally understand. She understands. Yeah, she always, I think that like me, even Adrian, her dad would ask sometimes like, what'd she say? And I'm like, this is I don't exactly, know. You know. And same, like, I don't always understand him sometimes. Yeah. But it's he will find a way to communicate what he's saying to you. Yeah. They Whether always he uses kind of streets or spell yeah. yeah, Ryan. I think that with you know, I, I really struggled and she would tell me, actually one of my therapists told me too, like you're looking like in college, like she's not even in school yet. Calm yeah. down. We'll take yeah. And my sister, you gotta take it one day at a time. And you know. It was very much, I knew with my nephew, like, you didn't need, like, I knew that he loved me. You didn't need words for that. Right. But the littlest things for us are so big. They're so exciting. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And that's something that you other people don't experience. Typical. It would just be the regular milestones that you would celebrate, exactly. birthdays, things like that. Not like, oh, wow, you put your jacket on, you put your arms through the, you know, sleeves of your shirt yeah. on your own. Yeah, they're huge. You know? It's huge. Yeah. Everything is always exciting. Yeah. And like, as far as Grayson communicating, you know, I am totally, and I have accepted this for a while. I don't get excited for him to talk. If it happens, it happens. Um, And if he doesn't, that is fine. He can communicate with us and it will be completely fine. I would love for him to talk, but I, um, I don't really think about it that much anymore. If I hear him babble, I'm like, Oh, you talking bud. But I don't, I don't think like, oh, I think he's going to start talking. It's not something that you're constantly because, losing like, sleep over anymore. Yeah. And like you guys said, it would just be a disappointment. I don't, I just yeah. go I day by day. Back. I think the biggest issue with us and me that I struggled with was hearing family members say, oh, they're, they're, he's only two, give we'll it time. And I was like, he is autistic. Like, just accept it. Like, how can't you see? And I it would be yeah, yeah. angry. Like, if you can't tell he's autistic, something's wrong with you because he's spinning all over the place. Like, he is autistic, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that was the biggest struggle, I think, for me. Just from a dad's perspective, you know, it was hard for me to think like my child could possibly never say dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
that was like the biggest struggle that I had when I was kind of coming to terms with the, the, you know, the situation and everything. But now looking back on everything, like, I don't know, I, I don't really think I would change anything that's ever happened. That's happened because, um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. changed us as human beings, as parents yes. completely mm-hmm. for the better. Um, I mean, your whole perspective yeah, on life and, is changed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, like it's a whole different type of like connection I, I have with him. Like we oh, can yeah. just 100%. look at, we look at each other yeah. and even at Alex with him too. Like we look at each other and we know exactly what, he wants. what he's thinking. Yeah. All same. the time. It's, it's like, like you have your own language, but it's really. Yeah, it's a deeper connection on a completely different level than. You don't even need words. That's what it comes down to. He just grabs us. He's so affectionate and he just, he literally kisses us all day long. I mean, he's just so oh, lovable. God. We'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The speech paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company. Uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, They can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys. And now back to the show. Yeah, constant, and I'm like, this is great. Like, you're never gonna leave home. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it like that now. You know, you might think that it's great, but this girl is constant. I, I also when she got her diagnosis, I started thinking like, wow, do I have autism? Like, do I have treat? Like, there's a lot of things that I don't like. Noises, I can't stand them. I don't like being touched. I'm not like it. Well, this child, the same thing. She's always on my face. She wants to give me 80,000 kisses. She has to rub her That's face on my face. Yep. my earlobe. And I'm like, oh, please, for love, stop touching me. Mind you, this is like after 30 minutes of her nonstop. And I'm like, just, just stop. Or yep. she, my, it's, it's really important too, I think, to touch on that autism in girls and autism in boys are very different. A lot of girls will go, undiagnosed undiagnosed they're the best at masking it isn't that what i just said yeah and adriana you know she can she does talk now um but you can answer some questions like when she does her morning journal i'll I'll read the question to her i don't know i don't know (laughs) but she has terrible anxiety like terrible anxiety now she she's so terrified to get a question wrong or when she does her score and answer wrong, that she starts to shake and she holds her ears and she starts crying that her stomach hurts. Yeah. And that's a big problem that we had last year. She stopped going on the computer and she would have meltdowns at school. And every time I asked why, I don't know, I don't know. Well, then when I did it with her, I saw that she can't get an answer wrong. 
she right. would go in full blown meltdown. So right. is that way oh he gosh, um exactly he same. doesn't he gets upset when he gets the answer wrong. So like yeah, handle that. He wants it to be right and. And a lot of the times, honestly, he gets the answers right. But uh, you and like they're they're brilliant. I mean, we wrote down words for Grayson that he's never seen in his life. We wrote down his therapist's name. He never saw that ever. And he got every he pointed to every single one we asked. I mean, he's hyperlexic. So, you know, it's he's been hyperlexic since two. He was reading. Two and a half. And we we had him in Montessori at the time and they came to us and said, can he read? And I'm like, I never showed him. So they're like, we think he can read. And they said they had a three-year-old that was nonverbal on a seventh grade reading level um, before there. And that's crazy. But then I started paying attention to things he was doing and like asking him questions. Like, you know, he would pick up number one, but it was O-N-E. It wasn't number one. I'm like, how do you know that? The number's not even on there. And he started, and that's how I started realizing, like, I think that, I can read. And now it's going into spelling. And that's I mean, awesome. It's crazy. But it's yeah. so wonderful to watch. That was a super bittersweet. Yeah, that was a super bittersweet moment that I had when she first started therapy. Because they brought out these toys, and they had colors, and they had numbers, and they had letters. And... They would ask her and she would touch it. And it was like, oh my God, she knows this. And then it was like, yeah, oh my God, I'm her mom. And I don't even know that she knows this because I assumed because she didn't speak that she didn't know these things. And I was so just it was like, that. yeah, it was really bitter. And and what you're talking about right now, like Grayson had no receptive language either for mm-hmm. a long time. Like he just did not understand anything you were saying. So like we could talk about literally anything in front of him. And I wasn't worried about it because he just did not understand. Now we talk and he like looks and he's listening. His receptive language now is actually pouring advanced to where he should be. And I'm like, it's crazy because I tell him like, throw that in the trash and he does it. And I'm like, like, Alex, you're not training a dog. Like this is a child. But because he was autistic and didn't oh, we do the stand for so long, I'm like, oh my God, you're walking to the trash can and you're opening the cabinet and you're throwing it away. Like, what am I seeing? Like, I can't believe it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and like half the time, I think my son doesn't understand, and then I get shocked when I see him like recognize something that like I'm like, oh my god, look at what he pays attention to because there's no way he would know that unless he's like secretly paying attention to us. (laughs) 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 So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about like what you guys would consider like the biggest challenge you've faced throughout your journey so far? Um, for me, it was definitely the communication. Obviously he didn't talk until he was eight years old. And that was a super struggle for me. Um, I think to one of the other, back to one of the other questions, like when he got the diagnosis as traumatic as it was, it was almost kind of like comforting in a way also, because like, I finally had something, you know, like I wasn't guessing anymore. And now I know what it is and how to move forward. I mean, as, as open wide as autism is, it's not like this, like you know, spot on diagnosis, but you have something. Um, and I think in public, I kind of felt comforted in that, like when people were trying to talk to him in, in person because of this invisible disease and they're like staring at him and he's not responding. At least now I felt like I had like a, you know, you know, he has an, he has autism, an explanation behind it. Um, right. But again, as they get older, it, it becomes more noticeable. People don't even question it anymore. They just know when they see him because now he's 13 with autism. He's not a baby with autism anymore. So 
it's more obvious. And when he wasn't communicating at six, seven, you know, it'd be, it's like, it's really painful as a mom. Like you said, and even though you do let it go in a way, you let that pass you and you're like, have no expectations for the talking. I think it's more in the public settings when you're like, you know, you don't know how they're going to respond to this adventure that you're going on that day. You know, you, they can have a good day, a bad day, whatever it may be. Right. But then always having people try to talk to them and then being like, oh, what's the problem? You know, so that was my biggest thing to cope with, um, I think, with the whole autism journey. Yeah, I think for me, like, you know, I've, I kind of like, even when we went trick-or-treating last year, it was the first time Grayson actually like participated and went up to each house. He wanted to go in each house. It was uh, yeah. uh, uh, hard to pull him away. And we're like, you just can't walk that inside everybody's my house. Son. My um, son is the same way. You know, they were like, oh, tell me trick or treat. And the one lady said, and I was like, we're working on it. But I just laughed at this point. Like, it, I'm just like, I just am so used to it, you know? And I know how, just from the autism groups, how people that don't understand can be so ignorant to it. And you know what? I'm not going to let oh, somebody like, oh, well, he's not talking. What's, you know, what's going on? I, I feel like that's more of their problem than yeah. me getting upset over it because they haven't accepted that yeah. people are different, and now, you know? Now, as he's been older, I kind of take it more of as an opportunity to teach somebody a little bit about it when they right. don't know. Right. You know, I kind of go into that direction with it. Um, that's good. But yeah, I, I mean, just an, an acceptance level that giving up when, you know, when he's turned five and six, you know, mm-hmm. kind of giving up, that was the hardest thing to, to let go is that hope that he would talk. Um, and like I said, after yeah. I did give it up, that's when it actually came better. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like hear his little voice. That's what I really just, I just want to hear him say like something like, you know, oh, you're gonna love words. It like, I'm like, just say something. I want to hear your voice. Yeah, when he does, I you, it's going to be, he will. And when he does, I mean, it's going to really, oh, I can't even explain it. Yes. I had well, a second. I, I had a second. Adriana, watch what you say. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, watch what you say around him. Because when he starts talking at like five, six years old, he is going to say everything. that. He's oh, they do. <laughs> My son dropped some bombs and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard not to laugh because I mean, here comes yes. this kid that you never even expected to talk before. And now they're like dropping, now I just dropped the A word, you know, he's like a-holes. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I usually give Adriana like a high five. You used it correctly. I'm really proud of you, but don't say it again. <laughs> but I remember the first time she called me, she called me mom. Like in my head, it was going to be this, this big, amazing moment. But thank God her dad was there. So I don't even think anybody would believe me. But she actually was standing on a stool and almost fell and was like, ah! <laughs> all I could do, I, I was hysterical laughing. And he was like, and I was like, wait, but did you hear that? She just called me mom. <laughs> she needs help. But did you hear what she just like, said? <laughs> it was like, literally, like she was like fearing for her life and it just came out. And I'm like, oh my God. But see, that must make you feel good. That's the person she would call, you know? And yeah. she, when she had to say it, she said it. Now my son yeah. calls me Brittany Little. I'm like, hey, let's rewind there. Let's just go back to mom. Leave it there, okay? <laughs> so, so, Crystal, what was your biggest challenge? So- my my biggest challenge was effort, was her speech. It really, really, it really upset me. Um, especially when she was having a gun. She had a lot of stomach problems, a lot, and... She would be in pain 
And I didn't know why. So that was really hard for me for a long time until, again, just talking to my sister. And I will say her early intervention therapists were incredible. Yeah. Like they really, and you get different, th- you have a speech therapist, an OT, and an occupational, an SBOT, you know, all these different, but they all are still working on their speech. Yeah. And they're all, they kind of, they work together and they were here for 30 some hours a week. It was like. They're like your family it, at that point. Yeah, when they left, I was devastated. Oh, I was crying my eyes out. So attached. Me too. I bawled, and one of them I was really close with. (laughs) I thought that we were gonna talk forever, and like then it's just like, all right, well they're gone. You're with these people every day, and then they're gone. But then you know the next crew comes in, and now I'm like, okay, well I can't get attached to these people. But I do remember at one point, she Adriana when she started talking, she had echolalia. And then it was also brought up um, that she may have praxia. And so it was like, like you were saying earlier, like we get ahead and then we're going backwards. We get ahead, we go backwards. Um, And she hated her brother. She hated him. Like she did not want to be near him. He couldn't touch her. She didn't want to play with him. And he didn't understand. Sissy, do you want to do this? Nothing. And he didn't understand. So it was a lot of things were challenging. And I really did struggle and I was really depressed and just in like a really dark place for a long time until um, one of her old therapists actually called me and told me to join this group in Facebook and that it was going to cure her autism. And I joined this group. It was, doc- I don't remember, doctor something. And I'm reading what these people are saying and I'm thinking, these people are effing nuts. <laughs> this is nuts. They wanted me to feed her olive oil and feed her insulin and something else. And just reading through the, it, the it was name like a check big, protocol sounds like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard it was like that. a really big, like aha moment for me though. And I, who would have known that's what I needed where it was like, what do you mean cure her? She's not right. sick. It comes to, She's actually right. it comes really to healthy. Where, like these are right. the kids that you know and you love and you're like, I wouldn't even want to change them. No. I would never want to change no, Grayson. You want to help them. Of course, you want to help them live the best quality of life that there is. Um, yeah. You want to help them reach all the goals that they have. But like people always say, like, would you take the autism away? I mean, you don't wish or want autism. That's just what it is. But again, these are our children. They're the same children that we had before the diagnosis, before yes. we even thought about autism. They're the same child that we loved with every ounce of our being. Yeah. Um, Nothing has changed about that. And again, my only goal now, the autism doesn't matter to me. It's like my goal is just to make sure that he's happy, that he's just living a happy life. Agreed. 100% agree. That's exactly how we feel. I just want him to one day be able to live independently. Um, And, you know, I want him to speak. I think for me, the most important thing I want is him to be able to have a job one day and live independently and be able to take care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just be able to express joy, pain, all those different um, feelings that come with being a human out here, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. just want them to give them the right tools that they need to succeed in life. And then that's it. That we also feel like that a lot. And we want, because we're not going to be around forever. You know, we're not going to, they're going to be around a lot longer than us. And that is scary. That thought, so this thing terrifies me. You know, she has her younger brother who now 
their best friend. Yeah. And she won't do anything without him. Where's my brother, mom? What's my brother doing? They do everything. Yeah. I remember and in the summer we had like this. Very important. That's the reason we've always thought about giving Grayson a sibling. It's not, yeah. you know, we're not going to give him a sibling and say, oh, well, you know, it's going to be their responsibility when we die. But at least there's somebody there looking out for them, you know? That's going to be um, a family for them. That's that, that was my concern. Like, I struggled to get pregnant with my daughter. Um, we tried for over 10 years to get pregnant. And it came to a point, again, another chapter in your life where you're just like, okay, it's not going to happen. I just have to accept what it is. Um, and when I did that, I got pregnant. And now we have my daughter. And I'm like, you know, it's just reassuring to know that one day, if I'm not here, he's still going to have somebody that loves him, that, that just have a family you know um again not that she has to feel the weight like she has to take care of him or something right. like that i mean i'm very hopeful that if he needs to then she's going to be there for him <laughs> exactly yeah i'm just like i'm in my head i'm like okay well i have to live till i'm like 120 <laughs> and if they need to stay with me they can and i'll i'll have to do it but i think that if being honest, you know, we, I got pregnant with my son. She was six months. Had I known that Adrian had autism, I wouldn't have gotten pregnant again. Yeah. And that's, that's my truth. That's how I feel. Am I thankful? I am. Oh my God. My son is, he's the best. Like I am so, so thankful that we didn't know at that time Happened and that we reason. did, you know, have, yeah, and that they really they have each other because, it, especially now and with the pandemic, if they didn't have each other, they they don't have their friends. You can't go out. You can't. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, my two aren't my friends yet. <laughs> and, you know, I totally, I totally understand that because you know we have gone back and forth. You know, with um, do we have another child? And it has definitely. Uh, if it wasn't for Grayson being autistic, I probably would have had another one when he was like one years old. I probably would have right. two more, honestly. Um, but mm -hmm. I just, I needed him to be at a certain place before I brought you him into it. Um, I mean, you know, a month and a half right. ago. You want to make sure you have the time to dedicate to their needs. Um, yeah. I mean, again, my sister didn't have that same option, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. And, but when you're in the position that you already know and have a diagnosis, you kind of are more nervous to make that move um again you want to make sure you have the time to dedicate to a baby and to their needs that they have um and i almost feel like in a way that's why i didn't get pregnant for so long you know the you know just the time wasn't right yet he still yeah. needed me there as an only child he still needed that attention and that focus um Absolutely. so i think it all kind of came when it was supposed to come and now he's like a teenage boy and he wants nothing to do with me he hides in his room and he's like <laughs> he came here from school Grayson's like, doing that now Hi. at four hiding so am I. it's crazy yeah he's oh not okay teenagers he threw his school bag at me and he was like bye mom i had a great day and slammed his door <laughs> and i hear him up there telling echo to play on top top and you're like i never thought i'd hear that no problem sweetheart yeah. like yeah oh my god and you know his sister loves and adores him she's only one and a half but like when he's at school she's going up the steps babo babo like <laughs> wanting to know where he's at and she wants all of his attention and he's still iffy of her you know he's still questioning if we're like actually keeping her long term <laughs> and you know he'll come around and it's it'll be amazing just to see the connection and their connection that they have and sometimes a sibling can be very helpful to them hearing them yeah. talk and Definitely. Just, oh, you know oh, Mikey yeah I think. he 
doesn't stop talking. Sometimes it's like you forget that he's the younger one. He does. He never. The second he started talking, even before he just and I just know I'm like, yeah. oh god. And he, the second and now he, he talks, opens his eyes and words yeah. are coming out. <laughs> See, a lot of my friends are like, talk. oh well, you're lucky because Grayson doesn't no. talk. You don't have to deal with uh, back talk. That is like the worst and comment. I hate that. Yeah, and then they'll turn it around and they'll say, you know. Oh, well, like when he goes. does start talking, you're going to regret you Wish ever you wanted to. And I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, I, I will true. not. No, <laughs> right. I don't. I assure you, I won't. But... You know, he can say whatever he wants. He can tell but... me he hates me, he wants me to die. Because I never yeah. thought I would hear it, you know? But, but I right. mean, they just don't understand. I think a lot of people don't understand unless they're directly affected by autism. They just yeah. don't understand. Oh, yeah. I no, no. I think, and well, there's no way. Michael will tell her, like, if she pronounces something wrong, he'll be like, listen to me and like use his and points but he has been in therapy his whole life because she's been in therapy since he was born so he's oh we always made sure he was a part of it yeah but i will say with my sister you know how you said earlier like we had you know each other as a crutch but she didn't have me as a crutch right she went through it alone alone at 17 and i couldn't imagine being that young and having to go through that. No. Oh, sis. Because no. it's so hard. And I think that that was another thing that I struggled with a lot. Well, I wasn't there for her. Hell, I could have been. Yeah. I didn't have kids. But I didn't understand right. how hard it was. And she really did have a hard life. So yeah. I struggled with that a lot, too. Yeah, that's difficult. And I love you, sis, and I'm sorry. I love you, too. <laughs> and I've told you a million times that that was not your way to carry or anybody else's. And it was my own journey to, to find and discover, honestly. And I think it molded me. I, I mean, I think it molds any autism parent at any age. But when you're 17 and you go through it, I think it really molds you into a different person. <laughs> A hundred percent. And you know, that might've been what you needed at, at the time that. We, that we don't even realize now. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, you don't know, like I say to my husband all the time, you know, like, oh, if my dad didn't die, I would be in a whole different place. Like, cause I was just starting out college. And he's like, babe, you don't know that your dad could have been alive and you could have, right. you know, got hooked on drugs two years later. How do you know? You just right. don't know what would have happened in your life. Right. Definitely. So like, I just, even with Grayson, I feel as though his autism, I don't, to be honest, I don't think I would be as good as a mom. If oh, 100%. I, I probably just time. would have let him do his thing and just, you know what I mean? Like, I just oh my wouldn't God, have 100%. been as hands-on. And I, I will totally fully admit that. that. Um, so I'm grateful that it made me step up to the game and do it on my own. I'm happy that I was able to manage it while my husband was working. And to be honest, it kept me going. It, yeah. it gave me the energy to deal with what I was dealing with, with him, um, yeah. having the people come every day. It gave me the drive, making sure my house was in order every day, yeah. you know, I not agree. being like, if there wasn't that bad, it probably would be a mess. And I'd be like, no one's ever coming over. Who cares? Like, yeah, my life would have been completely like, they different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, and I mean, yeah. even, you know, as I was saying, uh, you know, saying before, it makes you like a more organized and routine person. Like, yes. I'm yes. so organized and routine now. Like I, I stand by I'm it. Still not same. I have like OCD. Like me too. So I'm ridiculous. Like it's me horrible. too. I say I I'm, I'm like I'm not like borderline psycho. Because same, same. My husband is ready to kill me. I like 
I made binders of like all Grayson's medical. I'm like, okay, anything you need, we just go right to the binder. And he said, babe, why? I'm like, because his paperwork is in a thousand places and I can't take it anymore. I'm like, oh, I know it all in one place. Especially like early intervention. Every time they left, they were giving you like three forms. I have every one of them. Right. I never got I rid of one. I still have all of them too, but it's Same. gorgeous. Trust me, 10 years when- worth over right here. We got boxes of them. Same. Uh, yeah. I you think know. that was another like thing we're beyond the binder. Now I'm just like, here's the box. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we're building up to that. <laughs> when they wanted Adriana to start school, and I was like, oh my God, like, no way. Like, there's no way. And I remember again talking to my sister and her saying, like, you know, it was really great for Bobby. He really loved Bobby. But that is like when our whole life changed with her, mm-hmm. was when she started school. Like just within, in, a, in the appropriate she, program. I think that they thrive yes, yes, a lot yes. when they're in the right setting, the right program. Absolutely. Like that. that matters. Oh my God. Yeah. If we would have, she started at three and she was in a, you know, a special needs program. Yeah. God forbid if we would have just sent her to kindergarten. It, it would have been an epic fail. It would have been yeah. horrible. Well, but, we, got, we it's, you know, you're right about the setting. We took Grayson's speech yesterday yeah. for the first meeting and, um, we we let and he he didn't really participate, but I'm used to that because I have yeah. been through this and I Sean was always right. working at that time. So and you kind of I'm used to him. him. Yeah, I'm used to yeah. him not getting through, you know, four hearing tests because he doesn't want to participate or he wants to fall asleep or whatever. Right. That's like I I just am like, okay, you know, no problem. So we leave and Sean's like, he didn't want to do anything. He 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 acted like oh, he didn't even so know what good. Apple was, he didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm like, babe, it's fine. Like I'm so used to this, it's I, fine. It, and he's oh like, well, we shouldn't have brought the iPad in. I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. He wouldn't have done anything anyway, Sean. I've been down. Right. That would have been even worse. He, when he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. Exactly. And he doesn't show off in front of anybody. And I said to my husband, I said, you know, I don't think he was really crazy about the speech of the therapist because <laughs> I know my child. When right. he likes he somebody, he, he will look at them, he will fake to them. But she yeah. just had a soft voice and wasn't really hands-on, like, wasn't in control of the situation a little bit. They really have to be a little bit more interactive with them. Yes, um, and he to, needs to a pull them person, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because they, they can't carry yeah. conversation or interaction on their own. So they really need a strong personality to help carry that, pull that out of them um, yes. and help them do that. I think my son goes to um, Holy Redeemer for speech therapy. Okay. And that was his changing point. Um, wow. They... I mean, and again, he was in a special education program therapy since he was diagnosed at three years old. Um, he was in Easter Seals up in Bucks County, which is like one of the best autism schools you can get him into. And honestly, we've seen no changes in him. Um, yeah. When he had started, he started at um, Holy Redeemer at seven. And that's when she was the one that kind of introduced me to getting him to learn the letter sounds slowly. Um one by one. And we would just focus on that until he mastered that sound, you know, the E sound, the B sound. And we would do that. And they've just been, I mean, hands down amazing. I don't think that he ever would have talked if right. he doesn't go to them. That's awesome. I remember doing like Heather, my best, my best friend, Heather, her son, he was born in January, January 27th. Adrian is May 22nd. So they're right. pretty close. And she had gotten her diagnosis, you know, a little while before me. And I remember her saying like, things that she was learning too so like we could be tell okay well my speech therapist said we could do this and then you're this and I remember her saying like they would just take a car and go ready (laughs) set go and then like she would like kind of repeat that after me and like me I'm like jumping up and down but she loved 
that. Like she loved when she does something, you make it a huge deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I could do this. I should, they love yeah. this. You know, like, no, right. look at me. It was like, Grayson's the yeah, same, but we can't be too loud. Or he's like this. We're like, good job. <laughs> Every time you praise him, he is like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they suck it up. Do they yeah. not? Like, they're, lo- 13, they're smart. I'll tell you. Like they know that. how to manipulate, too. Autism or not. Oh. They know how to get what they want. And it works. You know, You're I right. give in almost every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't lying. She just played me the other day. She faked a whole, her, I'm sick. My stomach hurts. Crying during school. I'm like, okay. She said, can I go to bed? She never asked to go to bed. I'm like, oh, she must be really sick. Like an hour later, she comes back. She's like, mom, I'm happy now. I'm like, does your stomach still hurt? <laughs> no. I'm like, did it ever hurt? She's <laughs> no. I'm like, <laughs> okay. My son is not a good liar. My son is not a good liar. He does not a good joker. He doesn't really get, he doesn't understand jokes. Everything is like a lot of really, you know, honest with him. Everything is really upfront and honest. And, you can't hold them back. Like, um, yeah. my husband's niece was over for dinner the other night and she's like 14 and she's, you know, just getting into her appearance. And he at dinner turned around to her in front of all of us. And he says, Nevea, that is such a nice mustache you have. <sighs> and <laughs> I'm like in shock. I'm like, Oh my God. And she does got a little five o'clock <laughs> shadow going on there. And Brittany, this is going to be post. It's okay. Uh, like your family. Like <laughs> Don't worry, I won't put it on Facebook. You guys will know where it is on iTunes, and then you don't tell anybody. That's it. Oh my god, we were like so embarrassed. My husband's like, Bobby, shut up, you know. And later when we talked about it, I'm like, what's funny about it is that like, you know, he wasn't trying to be funny and he wasn't trying to be rude. Like he was literally just trying to give her a compliment. And right, because we hype him up so much. Like you know, he's growing hair on his legs and on his armpits. He's got a little five o'clock shadow. So we're always hyping him up there. We're like, oh my God, look at you. You got hair. You look right. like you're a man. So like in Aww. his mind, he was complimenting He is her. like a little man now. That's so cute though. That's awesome. That is. But they have no filter. And you know what? To be honest, I'm kind of happy about I'm looking forward to that part because I feel as though sometimes, you know, our parents or however we're raised, sometimes they tell you, oh, don't say that. Sometimes I can't Definitely. wait for Grayson to speak so he could just tell everybody what I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> so and I can just sit so there and be like, yeah, good job, son. Like, like anything. Know? If you have bad, if you have like body odor or your breath smells, he will let you know. Like, <laughs> no hesitation. He's, the, he's your man. Like, that's so funny. Oh my God. But he's like the sweetest. He is. They call him the he's mayor just, of the school. Such a like, like he walks around the school, oh, yeah. everybody knows him. Everybody like Bobby, you know, and you know, he they, walks around waving. They make a great impression all the time. Wherever they go, I feel they as though people really gravitate and notice. You know, I mean, we've had a lot of times that we even go out to eat, and Grayson is just—he loves going out. He's so well behaved. And people will just come up to us at the table, like, I wish my child behaved like that. And he's just sitting there reading a book, <laughs> you know, know. their kids like running all around and we're like, gosh, you know, we're actually lucky. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it's nice. So you find the upsides to everything. Yeah, yeah definitely. For autism, building the, the puzzle, puzzle one piece, piece at, at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing, Signing off. off. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.